Let me ask you a couple of questions about your own salvation. How many of you came to know Jesus as your Savior and Lord when you were young? How many of you came to know Jesus because of the influence of a godly Christ-like woman? I bet it's quite a few of you. In just a moment, we're going to explore how God is using Bangladesh pastors who are reaching so many young people for Christ, as well as Bangladesh women evangelists who God is using to impact thousands for Christ in Bangladesh. Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. Did you know that one out of three people in our world today have yet to even hear the name of Jesus? And the majority of these people who have yet to hear the name of Jesus, they live in areas where American missionaries are unable to travel and freely share the gospel and plant churches in those locations. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions. We help you support indigenous church planning pastors and evangelists at $50 per month, sending them into full-time gospel ministry. Indigenous church planning pastors and evangelists, they live in their country. They know their language, they know their culture, and they're very effective in reaching their own people for Christ. I wanna thank so many of you who are praying for and supporting these indigenous church planning pastors and evangelists all over the world. You're sending these dedicated servants of God into full-time gospel ministry into the least reached areas in our world. And so many lives are being transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So how is God using Bangladesh pastors who work with youth and Bangladesh women evangelists to bring the gospel to so many in Bangladesh. That's what we're gonna talk about in this episode with Pastor B, our church planning movement leader from Bangladesh. What a privilege it is to be back with Pastor B from Bangladesh. And we were just sharing, Pastor B, you just celebrated 15 years of your marriage to beautiful <laughs> Melita, congratulations. and. Uh, it's just uh, so great to uh, share some time together again. How are you doing? Hey, I am doing fine. Thank you so much for uh, coming back again to speak. And I believe that will encourage and influence many of the people's life. And uh, I'm very happy to be uh, talk again with you, Pastor Mark. Thank uh, you so much. You bet. Well, today we get to talk about, I know, something that's dear to your heart, to my heart as well. And that's youth ministry and all of these women church planners that are serving, reaching women for Christ and also men for Christ. But we're going to talk about that kind of unique role that women play in uh, church planning, in ministry in Bangladesh. So, Pastor B, let, let's start by just kind of focusing our attention on the youth and uh, church planners and evangelists that are reaching young people. I know that uh, this is a big place in your heart. Can you just share with us uh, what it is like in Bangladesh, you know, reaching youth for Christ? Hey, first of all, I'm thankful that you bring these issues because this is one of the center part of my heart because, you know, earlier I shared that uh, in my young age, I accept Christ through some young people. So I understand the need and the heartbeat of the young people that how they can change this nation of Bangladesh. Well, uh, uh, now we have a larger group of young people in different places scatteredly because, you know, 
uh, we have house churches, we have physical churches. So it's different way we minister the young people. So altogether now um, around 700 young people we are ministering all over the countries and uh, it's a bit different pattern sometimes need based and place based uh, we minister to them uh, like uh, in north part of bangladesh we have a small small group of young people they come uh, from different backgrounds some are christians some are non-christians so we evangelize them we train them uh, we encourage them in uh, their young age because you know uh, for example, uh, we ministering uh, some tribal youth people uh, last two years. Uh, they are very different than other young people. Their community is drug addicted. So we are teaching them how they can come out from the idea of drug addiction. And starting there, slowly we are leading them that, well, Jesus is the center of your life. So how you can accept Christ, how you know Christ, how can you... Uh, read Bible. Even, uh, you know, uh, this is very uh, good things that we raise some funds for them. We buy the Bible and we give them as a gift and they start to read it uh, regularly. So every week they come in a small place, maybe uh, they sit under the trees <laughs> and uh, they talk together and uh, they, start, uh, they study the Bible. And uh, that's the way uh, they exchange their relation. End of the year, what we do, we try to gather them in a place. Why? You know, uh, they feel very lonely because maybe their group, they have only seven young people. And they don't know that uh, they have some more friends who accept Christ and uh, they need to exchange their relationship for uh, their future life. For example, like marriage, we try to uh, introduce them with other young people so they can find their life partner in future who are believers, not uh, non-Christian. Uh, peoples. That's the way we do. Also, we uh, create some idea of fun, fun time like game, uh, sometimes uh, Bible quiz, uh, sometimes other issues. Also, what we do, we help them to uh, identify their future career, like what subject they can choose that will help their uh, study, um, how they can apply for a new job. Those kind of things also we try to help them. So as a result, now a big number of young people, they're able to get the decision to Christ. Another thing I will say here, young people is a very significantly, they can take the decision, okay, I will follow Christ. When they take the decisions, as I earlier told you, like uh, in Bangladesh, immediately they can have a uh, threat of social persecution, family persecution. In this time, we minister them that how they can stand on their faith that, okay, I accept Christ, but still I can lead my life as a youngest. And uh, we get a very, very good result. And uh, I'm encouraged. And uh, all of our team members, they're targeting the young people now. And uh, school students, college students, and many ways we are able to uh, save uh, thousands of young people's uh, life. Also, uh, before your question, I want to mention you like uh, from these young people, uh, we are able to find many new church planters who are mm. working now in the ministry. Amen. Yeah, every time we've traveled together throughout Bangladesh, <laughs> everywhere we go, I mean, there's people everywhere, but especially young people, when we show up to these 
house churches underneath the tree, like you're saying. There's a hundred young people, two hundred, and it, it's just so exciting uh, because I was a youth pastor. I know this is your heart, and so let's talk about you know just some of these uh, church planners that really have a ministry with the youth. So tell us a little bit about Augustine. Well, um, he actually uh, come to Christ a few years back in the young age. And we able to disciple, uh, as I mentioned you, in the young groups. And uh, now he is serving to the Lord. And uh, he is a bold uh, believer because uh, he says that how Jesus changed my life. That's I want to share with my people. So he started uh, uh, to plant the churches and he able to plant more than, uh, I think, seven or eight house churches right now among his community. But he never forget that how he accept Christ in the young age, so he able to start young group in many places, and now more than hundred people, uh, he is uh, leading and training them. Uh, he is giving a small uh, Bible courses for his young people, and he boldly, I will say, uh, training the young adult that they can continue uh, serve to the Lord. So he is he is a very good example, like Paul, how trained the Timothy. Same way we have to train Augustine, and Augustine is exploiting uh, uh, ministry. Recently, he actually uh, baptized a 14 years young boy uh, who accepted Christ in the youth ministry. And this young boy, very bold, I interviewed him personally, and I said, Hey, uh, what led you to the Christ? He says, Jesus Christ died by sin, he rose again, and he will come back. And um, he forgiven my sin. I says, after that, what do you want to do? He says, I already shared with mom and dad and they accept Christ. And I'm praying for my grandmom, uh, grandfather and my community. And uh, hopefully they will come to the Christ. And I says, um, is there any problem you are facing? He says, I know there are many uh, problems, but I regularly reading word of God in the Bible. And I know earlier, uh, the early Christians, they also has persecution. And Jesus says, if anyone wants to uh, follow me, they carry my cross. So I'm ready to carry the cross. Can you imagine the 14 years young boy, how Augustine able to disciple him in like Bangladesh? He is bold enough to testify that I am a Christian and following Christ. And that's what I've noticed in Bangladesh, maybe more so than most countries but you see this reaching the youth and then those youth <laughs> reaching the parents and just the whole family coming to Christ. And it's, it's so exciting. Well, let's talk about Michael and just uh, his uh, life a little bit. Well, uh, this is the young boy whom I know of now it's almost uh, 14 years. And I learned him uh, through another uh, church planter brother, O'Neill. And uh, we met him in a discipleship uh, youth training. He came. He was uh, he was uh, from a, a different animist background, and uh, he accepted Christ through the youth group, uh, where he started to um, study the Word of God under the trees. As I mentioned, they have a small group, and he thought that uh, there are very uh, few uh, people they can uh, know Christ. So. I was interviewing Michael a few years back when he expressed his uh, intention to be a church planter and said, 
Michael Hortz actually uh, lead you to be a uh, church planter. Why you want to be a uh, church planter? He says, I don't want to see anyone, my community, that they can die without Christ. Mm. So he study as well as he uh, become a church planter. And now, uh, I think uh, two months back, we able to baptize 22 people uh, from his uh, <laughs> working area. And uh, he is really a good brother. I saw uh, that he able to dedicate his life. Uh, what he do, I want to give one testimony from his uh, working things. Uh, once a month, uh, he organized a uh, fellowship, uh, tea fellowship. What kind of tea fellowship in Bangladesh? Uh, These young people, um, they make the tea like you make coffee or something. And he used his own uh, money, buy some maybe corn mm. or some biscuit or something. And he invited totally non-Christian young people. <laughs> and wow. uh, they have a fellowship and uh, they spend at least two hours time. And uh, he starts with the fun, maybe some wow. games and some things. And then he able to give his testimony. He says, first, my testimony. And then he says, God's testimony. And then he challenged them. Wow. And that's the way every month he able to uh, bring many uh, new young people uh, wow. for Christ. I asked Brother Michael, is there any challenges? He says, yes, there is a challenge like when, uh, especially girls, they come to the Christ. Uh, it is very difficult, like how the boys, they can come out from the family, but girls, you know, sometimes very difficult to uh, go outside. So he requesting that you can pray for the young girls who accept uh, Christ through uh, Michael's. Yeah, just to clarify that. So it becomes more complex when a girl comes to Christ living within the home, as whereas a boy, it's a little bit different. He's a little bit more independent and it's not as, uh, he's not as vulnerable, right? Yeah. If he is to lead that sort of thing stronger, more recognized by the culture. And wow, yeah, that that's a big issue. Well, let's talk about one more. Um, is it Soldesan? Is that his name? Sudarshan also, I found uh, through uh, the young discipleship program, as I mentioned, like every year we gather together, the young people, so they cannot feel lonely. So one of the training I found that he's very uh, sharp, uh, very bold and uh, very committed uh, brother in Christ. So I start to talk to them and uh, ask him that what is his uh, future uh, goal of the career. Basically, he graduated actually and um, uh, he is uh, committed to share uh, with a people group called Malo People Group. Uh, this Malo People Group in Bangladesh is very unrest and unguessed. So he says, I want to evangelize the young people and uh, mm. community in my area. So we trained him and uh, he became a church planter. And now he able to uh, plant three house churches, one physical churches. He able to leading uh, more than... Uh, 45 young people uh, to the Christ. And uh, he also uh, says that I don't want to see my community that they can die without uh, Christ. And I says, why are you going to do that? He says, uh, Jesus Christ changed my life. He transformed my family. So I want to uh, go forward. And another good thing is like through the young group, he chose another young girls <laughs> and they get married, uh, I think, uh, two years back. <laughs> And uh, they're both actually now sharing the testimonies with other young people. And they became a model of the family that how a Christ-centered young 
boy and girls, uh, they can have a happy family, you know. Wow. So that encouraged many young people. And uh, uh, I'm very happy and I'm thankful to the Lord that uh, how uh, he changed uh, Brother Sudarshan and his wife's life and they can choose the family. And they're growing. Uh, I saw they're growing in Christ. They're growing in many ways. And uh, uh, they become an example to the young people that uh, they grow in young ministry uh, and they continue love Christ and they are also impacting uh, others. Uh, that's the way. So please pray for them and uh, extend your love blessings that uh, they can plant more churches and win many young people in Bangladesh. Yeah. So you're saying church planning does have some benefits. You can meet your wife, <laughs> which is great. Well, let's kind of switch our topic. Let's talk about women church planners and what it's like to do ministry uh, as a woman, uh, because we support, and some of you are listening right now, maybe you support one of our women church planners that serve in Bangladesh. And so, Pastor B, share with us what it's like to be a woman church planner in Bangladesh uh, what are some of their challenges and what's their ministry like? Well, uh, before answering your question, I want to give you some background that why we need the women church planter in Bangladesh. The context of Bangladesh is like a Muslim context. And uh, as a man, you cannot go easily to talk to the family members uh, in the home. So women can easily access to the women because uh, they use the scarf and all those things. Like if you go and knock a door, uh, nobody will open for you because inside there is a girls and women's. So women has a easy access to the women's so they can uh, share their testimony. They can help uh, the families. So this is like, look like our survey and look like our practical experience that there is a huge need to evangelize women in Bangladesh. And other things like inside the home, though the Muslim uh, culture dominate the women, but women have a great uh, impact for the family, especially mm. to the child, young adult, even the husband, you know. So that's why uh, we start to the um, evangelizing uh, women through the women church planters. Well, there is a lot of challenges. First of all, uh, like uh, many women has no opportunity to uh, be a, a church planter. But in our ministry, God is great. Uh, many of our uh, husband church planters, they encouraging their wife that they can be a, a women church planters. Even from the young ministry or youth ministry, we find some uh, girls who really want to be a uh, church planter. So we especially focusing on that, training them. And now uh, they're uh, working in uh, several areas and we have a good result, especially uh, planting churches and many women are now giving their life to the Christ. And, um, you know, uh, Campus Crusade especially, they make a, a Jesus film from Magdalena. And uh, we are using the Magdalena also for the uh, women uh, church plantings. And we saw a great uh, uh, result uh, through that. Uh, if I come to your questions, like what kind of challenges? Well, the challenges is uh, mainline churches sometimes also among the Christians. They thought that, well, uh, how can uh, women become a church planters? You know, and also Bangladeshi contrast, uh, it's not look like USA. Here, women are very discriminated. Like, they don't equally treat. Even for a secular example I give you, in a BRICS field, 
Men is working, women is working. Men is having $5 in a day, women is getting $2 in a day. So that type of discrimination uh, have in our country, though our prime minister is a uh, woman, but still women rights equality is not taken place. But in our ministry, we thank God that we really equally treating, encouraging and giving focus and importance uh, for the women church planter. And they're becoming a very, very nice and uh, bring a good result. They're able to uh, planting churches, training the women, helping the widows. And um, if you read our uh, 360 uh, reports recently, you see that we are able to uh, lead three widows in a miracle prayers to the Christ. So we saw a huge number of women now coming to the Christ. Another reason why we do the women uh, church planting, if we count our equal uh, present or participation in the church, the majority is the women's. So it's a huge need to disciple and uh, train the women's to be a church planter. And we started that. And uh, you can pray, you can think we have some more uh, women are waiting to be a church planter. Amen. Uh, so thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you tell a couple stories of uh, some of our women church planters? Yeah, we have a sister named uh, Jyoti, Jyoti Rani. Uh, she is actually working uh, uh, very uh, northern part of Bangladesh among the Rajbongshi uh, people group. And uh, we started uh, to support through uh, 360 Surf uh, a few years now. And um, she goes uh, every day uh, some houses. And in the daytime, this is very significant. When she visited, all the men is outside for working, for farming or for day laborers or something. So only uh, the women's in the home. So she have an opportunity to talk, tell their stories. So she actually is a very good a storyteller. She tell the Bible story and um, asks the questions, what do you like, what do you don't like, how you want to apply, uh, is there any questions, and then the prayer. That's the way she able to share gospel with many, many uh, families. Also, she did what did. She tell me one day, like, uh, she visited one uh, Muslim family, and that man have three wives, you know. So uh, the older wife becomes slaves, Second wife, little bit, and first wife is in that position, you know. So the older two wives have no value in the family. And they are very broken and uh, very deserted. And she encouraged them. She prayed for them. And she uh, started a um, uh, discussion group, weekly group. She says, every week I want to come and I want to help you. And that's the way now uh, this family really, really very encouraged. Uh, First month, the husband heard that and very uh, angry. But now, husband also found that there is no quarrel in the family because before, these three wives uh, <laughs> quarreling each other, you know, fighting each other in the family. But after Jyoti Rani ministering this family, there is a peace started. And Jyoti told me that maybe sooner they will accept Christ and uh, she will able to lead uh, this family to the Christ from the Muslim uh, background. So that's the way our uh, women church planter is working uh, to make the beach and making a bridge building uh, to planting the churches. Wow. Well, that's quite a ministry. <laughs> One of our women church planters going into a family where a husband has three wives 
And the wives are beginning to experience peace, and God is coming to that home even. Wow, what a situation, and we'll be praying for that. We have another uh, sister named uh, Rumila, and Rumila told me a very funny story. I don't know, uh, Tracy or others women will be angry for me or not, <laughs> or my wife Milita, but the story looked like that. Rumila visited also a women family. And they have a husband and wife, big problem, like a fighting problem. Why? The husband work and earn the money and, and the wife expends that money, uh, like <laughs> buying something <laughs> okay. in the shop or something. They have a problem. But Romila is very, very good. She started to pray and uh, encourage her, uh, telling her how to manage the family and finances, you know. And uh, within the month, uh, everything come very quiet in the family. And the husband uh, found that uh, there is a big chance, uh, these ladies. And he asked that uh, evening time, like end of the day when uh, he came and he says, why you are so uh, nice now? Why everything is very good shape in the family? What happened? Uh, do you uh, listening any TV programs or radio programs or anything? Uh, she says, no, I have a Rumila program. Husband says, what does Rumila program? I never heard that. He says, well, uh, we have a neighbor, Christian neighbor. Her name is Rumila. And she started to come last one month. And she really helped me. And that husband says, oh, I want to listen. Is it possible that I can sit with you one time? Uh, does Rumila allow me that I can hear? He says, well, uh, Friday is your day off. So I will invite Rumila that he can uh, tell something. And Rumila take this initiative and husband and wife both start to listen. And husband asks, why you do that? What, what lead you to help my family? And then Rumila really tell the center of the message that Jesus Christ changed my life. I was similar in my home. But when I accept Christ, everything is looked like today. And... Uh, Rumila able to lead this uh, husband and wife to the Christ, and they have now a small house churches in this uh, 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 people's house, and they are also bringing uh, three more other couple uh, to listening uh, God's mm. uh, message together. So that's the way actually uh, women are able to do the ministry. You know, they go very uh, core of the heart, hear their heart to heart. You know, very. <laughs> emotionally they can make a bondage and they can pray together so that's the way our women church planter is working please pray for them we really need more uh, women church planter in bangladesh so they can help many families like uh, you here just now yeah. thank you so much wow well thank you pastor b i know we're just scratching the surface but this really gives us a picture of what it's like for church planters to reach youth as well as women uh, in the context of Bangladesh, and we're going to be praying about that. Thank you so much, Pastor B. You have a blessed day. Thank you, Pastor B, for sharing with us these stories about how God is using all these pastors who are sharing God's love with the youth of Bangladesh and how God is using all these dedicated women evangelists and church planners who are reaching so many for Christ in Bangladesh. I pray that you've been encouraged deep in your heart by what you've heard. Here's your action step of the day. Pray for these pastors who are working among the youth 
in Bangladesh, and also for these women church planners and evangelists who are reaching so many for Christ. We've heard about some of the challenges that they face. Bring those needs to the Lord. Pray for those who are right now going into these unreached areas. They're sharing God's love and the gospel to all these children and young people. Pray for these courageous women who right now, they're going into these unreached areas. They're evangelizing. They're planting churches. They're being used of the Lord to touch so many for Christ. James chapter 5, verse 16. It's one of my favorite verses. It says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. God wants to use your prayers. You are a righteous person. If you are in Christ, you have his righteousness. And because of his righteousness in you, your prayers, they're powerful, they're effective. Perhaps God is wanting to take your prayer life, maybe even to a different level, a higher level. And we would invite you to join our 360 Serve prayer and fasting team. When you join, we will email to you our once a week prayer briefing on how you can strategically pray for the world. Go to 360serve.org, click on get involved and sign up to join our prayer and fasting team. Thanks so much for being with us today. I pray you've been encouraged and inspired by what you've heard. Join us in our next episode as I will ask Pastor B to share with us some of the greatest miracles he has ever witnessed over his years of serving the Lord in Bangladesh. Get ready to hear the story of how one man tried to kill another man and how now they are both serving as church planning pastors that you support. They're reaching Bangladesh for Christ. You don't want to miss our next episode. Until then, may the Lord bless you.